Welcome to Soberholic, a podcast about Christian recovery, where each week we explore topics that can free you from bondage and strengthen your relationship with God, others, and yourself. Now, your show hosts, Roger and Jason. Welcome to Soberholic Podcast. My name's Roger. I'm in studio with Jason, and we've got a show lined up for you today. Yes, we're back. It seems like it's been a while. It does seem like a, lot, a while because, like last week, you did a show with a friend of yours um, out of New Orleans. Yeah, right? yeah. Took yeah. a little trip down to New Orleans, and uh, you know, it was nice. It was nice to get away. Yeah, that's pretty cool because that's where you got sober at. It mm-hmm. is. I picked up my seven-year trip down there from my old home group, um, Raise Bottom. Woo! Shout out. And uh, it was it was good seeing everybody. We met and we socially distanced. We met in the in a park under these huge like water oak trees and it actually wasn't that hot the weather was nice it was, it was it was really really a good time it wasn't muggy or nothing it actually wasn't it was weird well i know that um that dust stuff that's coming over here yeah um we um we were at the beach on vacation this past week and it was so humid and i just got to believe that had something to do with it i, I, I mean i know we live in alabama and it's always muggy and hot here but it was it's been worse than normal oh yeah oh, yeah the uh saharan dust storm i never say it right that's the reason i kind of i kind of steered around because <laughs> i never say it right <laughs> so um well anyways man um I, I um i sent you some of our notes to get started with of what we're going to talk about today and um you know i i didn't want tonight to be a uh, one, two, three top punch card of this is what it's going to be. But I know um, that's kind of like what some of it will probably end up being uh, of different things um, that forgiveness really isn't. Um, why did I choose forgiveness? You know, maybe our listeners may wonder, um, that's what we're talking about tonight. And I'm sure they know that already because they've seen the title. But the idea is this, um, in recovery, one of the things that I learned early on was that I had to be able to forgive other people. I had to give forgiveness and receive forgiveness, and that was new to me because in my active addiction, and heck, to be honest, even in sobriety, there's times I like to take uh, unforgiveness and turn it into a pet. You know what I mean? And I, I don't. I like to nurse it and let it grow <laughs> and get worse. I, I don't want it to go away because that's the, <laughs> the evil that I hold against you. And I'm going to figure out a way to get even with you. Uh, did you have those problems? Or, oh or yeah. You have those problems. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I still do. I mean, it's still, it's, I, it's, it's almost like how, when you come out of a, a lifestyle of addiction, um, that chaos is just such a familiar friend to you in your life. And then when that chaos is kind of removed, it's almost like something's missing. Mm-hmm. And when you're when you're trying to actively live like a life where you're where you're you know constantly forgiving others and forgiving yourself and trying to walk in that forgiveness, it's almost like it almost seems like something is missing. Almost, you know, like it's such a strange way to live when you've been so used to holding in you know resentments and anger towards people and yourself for years and years and years so when you come out of that it's 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 really strange to try to not live that way anymore 
because forgiveness, it was, it was so new to me. I didn't really know what it looked like. And so I had these preconceived ideas of what I had to do if I was going to forgive someone. And some of them were right, right but a lot of them were not. And as I began to forgive, I began to learn things about forgiveness. And I don't claim to know it all now, but I do believe that there are some things that I've learned about forgiveness that have made it easier for me to, to continue to forgive because now I'm much quicker to forgive than I used to be. And so um, what we're going to talk about tonight is some things that forgiveness doesn't mean. Does that, does that make sense? I know that's kind of the opposite. Usually you would say that's what it does mean, but we're going to be talking about the things that forgiveness doesn't mean. And um, so let's talk about it. Um, one of the things that I believe that forgiveness doesn't mean is that you are a pardoning or maybe excusing the person or, or the person who's offended you. You know what I mean? Um, we're not going to hold that person. We're not going to give them a free ride. Like for me, um, I thought that if I let them go, then then it was it was okay what they did. You know, if they had done me wrong, then we're just going to say that it's okay that you did that. We're just going to, that's water in the bridge. Let's let it go. Now there, there's some people who may hear me and, and, and take this wrong, but just because I released them from this offense doesn't mean that it's over with. Um, they will be judged by God, not by me. And I guess ultimately that is what I'm trying to say here is that it's not me, the one that has to judge today. Um, they'll receive a judgment for that, but not for me today. That's yeah. not my place, my job. Yeah, I mean, and just because you are forgiven somebody doesn't mean that, not only does it not mean that it's okay, or, but it, it, may, it doesn't mean that, like, they can just go do it again or keep on doing it, you know. Um, and I think that somewhat plays into having healthy boundaries, um, too, and not, you know, not being... Uh, you know, codependent uh, in a relationship where somebody is continually, um, you know, um, going past your boundaries or whatever and encroaching on those boundaries that you've set up, you know, I, I think that it can be, you know, very easy to, when you do forgive somebody, you know, to have a feeling that, you know, you're you're just signing off on them to do it again, and that's not what that means. Yeah, well, I guess you know, and there's a hundred different ways that we could forgive someone, but a common thing that I hear, and I have for quite some time now, especially just maybe with drugs and alcohol, but even just in recovery in general, is um, someone may have been molested when they were a child or a teenager or whatever. Maybe it was raped by a friend, a family member. Um, whatever the case is by forgiving that person doesn't condone their, their actions. It's not saying that, um, that it's okay that you did that. It's simply saying that I'm releasing you from this and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, to let you go from this. It's not going to be my ju judgment against you. And for me, I used to think that now that particular thing didn't happen to me, but I, I certainly have had many friends that it has. And that's the reason I brought it up. But, I know there's been times that I didn't want to forgive someone because I felt like if I didn't find the justice for their action, then nobody else will. So it was my, I had to make that wrong right somehow or another. And for that reason, I always kind of kept this power or I thought it was really more of a cancer 
that continue to wear me down. And I was the one struggling through it all. Yeah. So you're trying, was it, what was that movie? Uh, judge dread where he's oh, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's like the, uh, the, ex- the judge, the jury and the ex- executioner or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's not our job to be those things. Um, and you know, you're not, you're not signing off on somebody's actions when you forgive them. Really like f- for me, you know, I'm the one that benefits the most when I forgive somebody, you know, really. Um, um, I mean, I might, I might be doing it for another person too. There, there's definitely that element in there, but most of the time when I forgive somebody, it's because I want to, I want, I don't want the resentment anymore because it's eating me up alive. You know, the whole you're drinking, um, drinking poison, expecting somebody else to die, or the other one is you're letting somebody live rent free in your head. And uh, so, most of the time, whenever I, you know have forgiven somebody there's a there's kind of a selfish motive uh involved there you know just to have peace in my own you know spirit and in my own mind yeah another thing that forgiveness um doesn't mean is that you have to go and tell the other person that they're forgiven you know um so let's put this in perspective if you're um doing your step work and you're you're working a 12-step program which you and i both have done and still do it's not like we graduated from that but um let's say you've you're you're working through your steps and you come to step nine well step nine you begin making some amends well there's times you're asking for forgiveness from other people and you're making those things right as you would but there's also times you need to extend forgiveness to someone else. Well, if there is someone who has offended you that needs forgiveness, well, it doesn't mean that you have to call them and say, hey, could you meet with me Sunday? Okay. I'm glad you're going to meet with me. Okay. You're forgiven. Yeah. yeah. yeah no, that, <laughs> you don't have to tell them. You can just yeah. simply forgive them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could think of a, a lot of different cases, but just a hypothetical one like, your girlfriend from 15 years ago who did something wrong, you know, to you or whatever, you probably don't need to call her up and say, hey, I forgive you of such and such, because she's probably not even thought about it in 15 years. And just like, what what good is really going to come of that, you know? Um, and this, this is where you really need a sponsor to help you through, you know, if you're, if you're doing this as a part of a ninth step amends, yeah, that's where having a having a sponsor is just key. Yeah, I mean, I've seen different things where people write letters and just simply, you know, tear it up when they get done. It's just a way of writing it down, and that person never sees that letter of forgiveness that that, that you wrote them. Put it in the God can. Uh, you remember the God can? Yeah, sure do, sure do. Yeah, at, our, at mine and Roger's old home group meeting, there was a can, and it was called the God can. A 55-gallon drum. It was a 55-gallon drum, and people would write nine-step amends or four steps or whatever and and write it on a letter, and they would put it in that can. And I don't think anybody ever emptied that thing as long as I was there. It did get removed, though, didn't it? The last time I was there, that thing was still there. Oh, so I haven't been to that meeting in a while. So yeah. I thought that it was removed, and I always wondered what they would have done with all that. <laughs> I mean, there's there's an over that can. <laughs> ton of stuff in there. <laughs> but it was really cool because it was, it, it gave you something concrete to do with those things that you couldn't send to the person. Did you ever use that can? I did. I put stuff in there. Yeah. I, I never oh, yeah. did. I, ne- I never did use that. Um, yeah. There was, there was a couple of men's that, uh, I worked with my sponsor at the time 
And he was like, write a letter, put it in the God can. That's I, had what a, I, did. I had a sponsee. Um, I didn't even tell him to do this. I don't know who told him to do it, but he wrote a letter, tied it off to a, like a helium balloon and let it drift away. And ah. um, you know, some people would say, well, that's real girly or whatever. Um, but I, nah. I thought it was a really good, cool thing. You could actually see that resentment leaving. And that was, is cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but, you know, another thing, maybe you've seen this happen because I know I have, and I'm probably guilty of this, and that's maybe the reason it came to mind. I can't give you a, a particular instance, but um, as I went through, have been going through sobriety, I've become a Christian. And so part of Christianity is, is all about forgiveness, learning to forgive and be forgiven and, you know, those things. And so I, I know that there's this this idea that when people become Christian, you know, you want to witness to other people about what Jesus has done for you. And I, I could see where some of us may want to go tell other people about how we want to forgive them for something so that we mm-hmm. look good. They want to see, the, <laughs> you want to show this change that's happened in our heart. And honestly, I think at times that may look, come off ugly than attractive, you know, just yeah. one you know, why would you need to go tell them that, oh, you're forgiven? Like you have the authority to forgive and heal yes. those, you know, that you come into contact with. Right. And so um, it's not so much about telling everybody they're forgiven. It's something that happens in your heart. And you can do that just simply by forgiving that person. Yeah. And for me, um, the, you know, the power to forgive others and myself I mean, has really only ever genuinely come from God, mm-hmm. and and most of the time it's 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 on the um, you know it's on the tail end of praying for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't just naturally wake up every day being the most forgiving person. It just is not. That's just not you know in my nature. Heck no! I'm looking for a way to get rid of you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> And so some of the biggest resentments I've had in my life, I, I, I truly believe that, you know, we're all, I was only able to, to you know, forgive those people and, and, and even myself because of praying for the power to do that. Right. Well, there's another thing that forgiveness, forgiveness doesn't mean, right? It, it also means that you shouldn't have any feelings about it anymore. So it just... You've heard that saying, um, forgive and forget. Yeah. I, I don't buy into that one. Yeah. Um, that's not the way anything that I've ever done. I've never forgiven that way. Never been able to. Um, in fact, if you have, I'd love to hear about it. Just comment or something um, when we post this. Because. Um, how do you I, forget I, it? I mean, how can you? You, you don't. I you mean, can't. I, and, you know, just one that comes offhand to me is that I. I raised a child for three years when we were married. You've heard the story. I've probably talked about it on here. I found out that he wasn't mine. Um, and so we divorced over all of that. And so I, I later forgave my ex-wife for all of that. And whether she was being deceitful through it all, whatever the case, I, I forgave her. But I didn't forget that. Um, it's, it's never. I've just never forgot that I raised that child for three years. Um, I named him. I did all of those things that a father would do. And so to have that stripped away from me, I don't, it's just not something you forget, but I have been able to forgive her. You know, she went to meetings with me before that was an awkward, 
very awkward moment take your <laughs> ex wife to the to a, a recovery meeting with your then fiance. Um, it, it was it was strange, but the cool thing is because my wife, which was my fiance then, understood recovery. She was all about helping someone else find recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, now I wouldn't suggest that every week. That was a one time deal. We yeah, that right. was just not healthy <laughs> for us to do that. Yeah. But all I say all that to say this is that I completely have forgiven uh, my ex-wife for all of those things. And there's many things that I did in that in that marriage that caused some of those things. And it took a sponsor, as you said earlier, to show me some of those things. But just because I forgave her doesn't mean I forget it. But I will say this um, is that the longer I've been separated from that, you've heard that saying, time heals all wounds. I don't know that it's time, but it's, it's being intentional about trying to forgive, you know, the, in the beginning, it just didn't wake up one morning like you and say, Oh, I just want to forgive today. That's right. not what I did. It was like, okay, my sponsor said, you need to pray for her, what you want in life, because mm. the only thing I wanted for her was to die. You know, let me figure out a way to get even. Let me, I hope she gets hit by a car today. You know, that was my prayer. And he's like, no, you can't pray about things like that you have to yeah. okay, pray that she gets a new car or pray you know i mean yeah. the prayers were so simple in the beginning and that's what that's what i did i just i simply prayed for her the very things that i wanted in my life and that yeah. softened my heart yeah uh, and to me it's kind of like even though you forgive somebody that doesn't necessarily mean that you're just done you know i have i have i've had you know uh mainly one maybe a couple of resentments that are kind of like a reoccurring kind of come in cycles and it's a it's a continual thing you know where just because i forgave them the one time a long time ago doesn't mean that i'm not going to have to deal with that again at some point because um you know the way the way some resentments work um you know it's just they they kind of will come back you know it'll be the same thing and you'll be resentful about it all over again. You'll be thinking back to 10 years ago, and you'll get all upset and twisted up about it again, and you'll have to just do it all over again. And, um, you know, unfortunately, that's just the reality of some resentments. Now, I've had plenty of them where once I, you know, let go of it and, for, and forgave the person or whatever, I was done with it, and I never never thought about it being again, but... You know, I, I think that's kind of why in the Bible where Jesus, uh, the disciples are asking Jesus, how many times do we have to forgive? And he says seven times 70 because it's not something that you're just one and done. It, it can be an ongoing process, and it, and it can be a process, you know, especially with really hard resentments that you have towards somebody, some that have been built and building up for years. I mean, they can take a while for you to to get and let go and get past those. Yeah, because, I mean, forgiveness, forgiveness is what I said, but forgiveness doesn't mean uh, that there's no further work to be done in the relationship. You know, right. uh, just because you forgave doesn't mean, oh, well, everything's good now. Back to yeah. rainbows and butterflies. No. <laughs> um, you know, really, I think forgiveness is where it begins in a relationship. That other person may not even be ready to forgive you yet. So maybe nothing changed other than your attitude and your perspective. Um, maybe there's damage that's been done in the past 
that you it may take you years to overcome. Just because you changed and you're sober today doesn't mean that other people see you that way today. That was a very difficult one for me for probably the first three or four years in my sobriety is I was sober. I was a new person. I thought differently. I acted differently. But so many people didn't treat me differently because, heck, you know, I was still in their wallet from them a few years ago. You know, there wasn't a whole lot on the on the outside, they they saw that I gained some weight, but they had not really seen everything. They wanted time. They wanted time to tell the truth, and so um, just because I forgave doesn't mean that everything just changed. Oh yeah, I mean it, 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 it's a process um, on both sides, you know. That's my wife's favorite words. If anybody here, it's a process. Uh, my wife says that all the time. It's funny. My sponsor, her sponsors make fun of her over it. It's like this too shall pass. We're like, okay, yeah. yeah thank yeah. you very much for that. Yeah. So uh, also, uh, forgiveness. It doesn't mean that you should just forget that it ever happened. You know, this is kind of what we were talking about earlier. It doesn't mean that um, you know, you you know, forgive and forget. Like I was talking about, it, it just simply means that you change your heart, your perspective on the situation, and release that person from the harm they've done to you. It's really that simple. Now, it's much harder to deal with and to do that, but it really is that simple just to let them go. Um, and it doesn't mean that you got to act like it never happened. You know, maybe, like I mentioned earlier, someone abused you when you were little. You don't just have to go around them at your next family reunion if it was a family or family member and act like y'all were best friends. It doesn't work that way, or it could, I mean, <laughs> but maybe it doesn't. Who was it? Uh, Paul Pippen we had on the show yeah. a, few, a few episodes back. Yeah. Awesome testimony that, you know, uh, he, he had done some things. I believe it was to his daughter. Ended up writing a book, and in the book, his daughter wrote the foreword to that book. Yeah. I thought that was incredible, amazing um, yeah. to know that those type of things happen, and there's that, that level of forgiveness out there. But maybe yours isn't just because, um, you know, you do forgive doesn't mean that you have to forget that it ever happened. Yeah, I mean, I had a huge resentment against the police uh, for years, <laughs> um, which was my own fault, obviously. And, uh, you know, but I haven't, like, completely, you know, forgot about the police. I haven't, I, I still, I still struggle sometimes because it's like almost like I have a sixth sense of when there's police around, just from the years of being fearful and, which was all my own making and all my own actions. I, I, you know, every time I got arrested, I should have got arrested, you know. But, I mean, like, it's still, it's still there. Like, I, I, I can tell when a cop is behind me. I, it's just like, a, like I have an eye, eyes in the back of my head or something like that. And I'm like, oh, there's a policeman, you know. You like that, huh? <laughs> Do you still like because I've just pictured you as a pastor. Do you like have someone from your church that next year? Oh, look, look forward. Quit smiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Act straight. I mean, I still get, I still get sort of paranoid, even though I have nothing to be worried about whatsoever. It's just, you know, I mean, I just, it's not something I'm ever going to forget about being arrested. Well, see, <laughs> I, I had those same run-ins. In fact, the chief of the town that I got all arrested a bunch in now goes to my church. And so we talked some, but you know, he wasn't the chief then, but, um, those things that they don't bother me like at all anymore. Um, but you know, I don't think I've even gotten a speeding ticket since I've gotten so no, I hadn't but, even been pulled over. 
but I used to think that they were all against me. Did you have that, that idea? Wait, no, I did get a speeding ticket. Yeah. But when I got pulled over for the speeding ticket, I was really nervous. Super nervous. Did he pat you down? No, no. I, 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 Dakota was actually with me, and I was like, all right, he's going to ask me to get out of the car. You know, there's no, he's going to run my license and going to see all the felonies, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen here. And I, and I was even playing out, I might have a warrant that I didn't know about, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. And, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm still, I'm, I don't, I don't go around always thinking about it or anything like that. But whenever, whenever I, I, I get pulled over that time I got pulled over, I mean, I was kind of I was on edge. Well, the cool thing is that I've learned um, is that when you do run into the police, however it is, getting pulled over or running to them in an event you're at or whatever, if you do look healthy, like not shrunk up to skin bones <laughs> yeah. and don't have meth sores all over your face right. or burns from your crack stem on your lips, um, they don't really have much of a problem with you. Yeah, It's yeah. the telltale signs, like when I was driving around with my windshield busted out, um, wonder why your head, me over, you know? with your head out of, out of hanging out of this. <laughs> oh man, it's like that movie Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, where he's got his head, he's driving with his head out the out well, the he window. Got his mouth open too. <laughs> Anywho, sorry, I, I derailed us there. So, anyways, the, the last one I want to talk about is forgiveness doesn't mean that you have to continue to include um, that offender in your life. Mm. And, um, and this kind of goes back to what I was talking about. Um, you know, I could imagine like going through a divorce and you had a child, like I was talking about, and, um, it, it, it worked out differently where you had to always see your spouse. Well, maybe they do have to be included in your life to some point, but only to what you have to do to keep healthy boundaries with your child. With me, that didn't work that way because we cut our ties. We went separate ways and, so um, I didn't have to include her in my life anymore. And I found that was healthy for me uh, where I was at. But just because you forgive doesn't mean that you have to be best friends again. You know, yeah. you don't have to call one another once a week and see how they're doing. You don't have to send them uh, an encouraging scripture, as many of my friends do who are Christians. And you don't have to do all those things. You just simply forgive them and let it be. Um, you don't. Mm -hmm. you, you maybe don't have to repair that relationship. You just you forgive. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those. Sometimes it's just you know, depending on the situation, it can definitely be. Hey, just just leave it alone. You know, forgive them and then just just let it be. Um, because you know, if especially if you're you know newly sober, um, and you're used to all that chaos in your life. I mean. My natural instinct for a long time was just to keep stirring the pot, you know, um, and it was hard to just like leave leave people alone, um, especially if I had resentment towards them, because I, I wanted to make their life miserable, and so I would try to find any way <laughs> way of doing that, and so it, it was definitely best to you know, depending on the circumstances, just to leave them alone. Well, um, I, I think that that sums up some of the things that, um, you know, forgiveness doesn't mean um, some of the things that we're talked about today. Uh, there's certainly many more things, and there's certainly things that forgiveness does mean. Uh, maybe we'll do those in a future show. I don't know. Yeah. 
I just, um, I don't know. I just kind of felt like maybe our listeners, um, there's no doubt that they're going to have to deal with forgiveness. If you're in recovery, you will deal with forgiveness. Um, or, or if you're a person, yeah, a human being. If you choose not to forgive, uh, or if you choose not to deal with your forgiveness or, or how to forgive, then odds are you'll go back out and use again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you may agree or disagree with that, but I, I just, I've seen it happen too many times. Those who are unwilling to soften their heart and begin to love other people and shift their perspective. Um, Cause that's one thing that forgiveness has given me is the ability to now maybe see what the other person was feeling of why they would have done that to me. And I don't know if that makes complete sense. Yeah. But that helps me so much now not to keep a resentment, but you know, ultimately is this is I, I know we're all going to deal with forgiveness. I'm going to have to continue to deal with forgiveness and how to forgive. And there are sometimes ideas, preconceived ideas that we have of what it looks like to forgive. And um, the things that we mentioned today are the things that really it doesn't mean. And maybe that will help you because I was really uh, delusional. Maybe is a good word for that. Um, a deranged, I don't know, but I, I just didn't see clearly. And it was hard for me to forgive because I didn't understand it. And mm-hmm. I know it's a very simple term forgiveness, but I had so many thoughts of what I thought it should look like. And I was really out of whack with that. And once I began to see forgiveness for what it was, and really that forgiveness was more for me than it was for the other person, um, things got better then. Oh, yeah, definitely. So that brings us to an end of another show. And um, I don't even know where we're at. We're like in the 70s on the show now, right? 72, something something like that. We're going to be like cheers here before too long, hit 100. Yeah. Hopefully everybody knows our names. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Was it cheers? Cheer, no, cheers had two hundred. I don't know. I think they hit two hundred. Yeah. Anyway, maybe we'll do like the Simpsons. The Simpsons have been running forever. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it's still going. <laughs> well, all right, guys, uh, we really do appreciate you listening and signing into us. If you haven't um, left us a review yet, please do that. I know that's um, something we say a lot on here, but that really does help us get this message out to other people. If you're listening to Apple Podcasts, probably the biggest portion of our listeners are listening there. Just go over there. You can rate it, review it, or do both. Uh, same thing with Facebook. We have a Facebook page, Overholic Podcast. Just go there. You can leave a review there or tell your friends about it. Just share the page to the people that you know in your recovery community so that we can get this message out to more people. So until next time, I'm Roger. I'm Jason. We're signing out. Thanks for listening to Soberholic with Roger and Jason. If you like the show and want to know more, check out SoberholicPodcast.com. Please remember to leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you next week, Soberholics.